it's this church culture kind of morph pseudo Christianity mm-hmm. that may have to do with the church you go to. It just doesn't have anything to do with Jesus or the it, Bible. Yeah, it may have to do with uh, your political party. It just doesn't have anything to do with Jesus or the Bible. It, it's it's this kind of goofy pseudo-Christianity, and I couldn't come up with a word for it, so I just call it churchianity. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. We are talking about... Something that, Chad, you you coined this term that is maybe a new religion, maybe an old religion, but it's a common one, and it's churchianity. Do you want to do you want to unpack what churchianity is? Churchianity. We talked about culturalism. Uh, so when I say churchianity, what I mean is it's actually not biblical Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's this church culture kind of morph pseudo Christianity. Mm-hmm. That may have to do with the church you go to. It just doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. Or the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) It may have to do with uh, your political party. It just doesn't have anything to do with Jesus or the Bible. It's it's this kind of goofy pseudo-Christianity, and I couldn't come up with a word for it, so I just call it churchianity. Mm -hmm. Because what I've seen in my 20-plus years of ministry and growing up in the church and all of that, culture tends to affect us a whole lot more than the Bible does. Uh, It's the the voices around us. It's it's the language that we fill our minds up with all the time. It's what we listen to most. It's, It's shaping us more, if we're really honest, than than Jesus is yeah, uh, because we give it more attention. And so there's the pseudo kind of might be Christian, but probably not thing. Mm-hmm. And so the word I gave it was churchianity. Yeah. I, I, I've heard this analogy that if you grew up in a, a house with smokers, maybe you were a kid and your parents smoked or whatever, you, you were at your grandparents' house and they smoked or aunt, uncle, whatever. Uh, you don't realize it, but you smell like smoke. And until you get out of that environment yeah. and you're around somebody else who's not from a home of a smoker, they go... Man, you smell like <laughs> you smell like a chimney right now. Uh, you don't realize that, or you know, if you go camping, if you ever sat by the campfire, right? Oh, you yeah. just absorb it. It becomes it's in your pores, and and you get numb to it, and you don't realize it until you're in a different environment. And and for a lot of us, we've absorbed culture. It's in our pores. It's it, we reek of it. We just don't even know it. Like Absolutely. a fish describing water, it, it just becomes part of it. So where where does that? How is that born? Where does this churchianity actually stem from? What creates it? Well, let's let's kind of go big here for a second. Yeah. Macro. Let me give some examples. Okay, and then and then we'll try to go a little smaller and make it applicable, but every to everybody. Uh, there was a season in our country's history mm-hmm. where uh, slavery was condoned by Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, a person. Owning another person as their property. Mm-hmm. Yet at the time, people were using Bible verses to justify slavery. It's a cultural thing, not, mm-hmm. not a real biblical thing. And, 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 and things are taken out of context in the Bible to be used as a weapon. And if mm-hmm. it's out of context, it's a con. Apartheid. When the Dutch Reformed people moved to South Africa, they used the Bible as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, my goodness, the Nazis propagated their agenda through the Lutheran church. Mm-hmm. It didn't have anything to do with Jesus. It didn't have anything to do with the scriptures. But what happens is it's, it's a tilt in culture. Mm-hmm. And, and this is uh, subtle, but then it gets, it gets big o- over time. Yeah, it grows. Uh, in, in the church I grew up in, 
you know, in, in Texas, um, you, you couldn't be a Christian and vote Democrat, mm-hmm. right? And some of you are thinking that right now. Uh, so maybe we have to toss this around and I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. But if somebody uh, differed than you politically, um, you wouldn't even listen. You would just shut it down mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and you, would, you would stamp your church culture on, on top of it. Right. Uh, some, some of those kinds of, of, of things. Uh, and, and a lot of us, even our faith, perhaps is a little more cultural mm-hmm. than it is biblical. Yeah. And so we have to really be wise about this. And it's a very subtle thing. Yeah. So when I was young, the, the church I was at, um, definitely a lot of churchianity in there. There were some preferences. There were different cultural things that people said, oh, this is the right way and every other way is the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember there was a missionary who came back after, you know, being in other parts of the world. And, and he had kind of this epiphany and started this campaign. And the campaign was the Jesus plus nothing campaign mm-hmm. uh, because he was like, man, I've, I've seen this all over the world. And I see people meeting Jesus in different cultures that don't even have political parties the way that we have political parties and and all the other things that we had tied into churchianity. And and really, when Paul's writing Galatians, he's he's preaching that he's teaching Jesus plus nothing or churchianity. It's Jesus plus this one thing or these two things yeah. or just a couple things yeah. that, that make us all in common. Yeah. Well, kind of the theme of this series is Jesus plus nothing, mm-hmm. right? It, it's it's all about Jesus. In Galatians, they were trying to add to faith in Jesus and the Apostle Paul's writing. I'm going, don't, don't do that. Yeah. That's Je- subtraction Jesus by addition. Um, I got to give the other side of the coin uh, for those of you who haven't turned off the podcast yet, <laughs> as soon as I'd use the word Democrat. I've also been in the Northeast mm-hmm. in churches where if you voted a Republican, you couldn't possibly be Christian. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you voted Republican, that means you don't care about the poor, which, right? So that's a great, and, and, and if you vote Democrat, you don't care about the unborn. And, and, and we, and we go all the way there on that. And then when somebody like me says that you're not listening to learn, mm-hmm. you're listening to decide whether or not you would a- agree. Yeah. Um, I, I coach younger pastors and I'm like, Hey, the past few years, you've got to learn this lesson. You've got to ask the Holy spirit. Is it time right now to, for me to be a prophet? Or is it time right now for me to be a pastor? Mm -hmm. A pastor lovingly leads people to where Jesus wants them to be. A prophet just punches you in the face with the truth. (laughs) And what I've learned is there have been moments when I'm being a prophet, when when Jesus wants me to be a pastor, because nobody's listening to me anyway, except... Does he agree with me or not? Yeah. They're, they're, nobody's interested in learning. They just want to know, you know, should they cancel me or not in this moment? And, and, and none of that is biblical. Uh, biblical wisdom is uh, humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's we're poor in spirit. It's what is Jesus saying right now? Not what is my culture saying? Not what is my political party saying? Not, not what even is, are my friends saying? It's what does Jesus say? Yeah. What does the Bible say? Uh, and what, is it, what does it mean? Yeah. yeah. And what does it say in context? That's really important. You, you made a great observation. I feel like I'm preaching over here. Talking about, well, up. you are. And I was just, I just let you go. It was good. Um, great observation. As I get to travel around the country and speak at different things and all of that, within our country, there's like eight different countries. And depending on what region you're in. There's eight, eight different versions of Christianity. Take that's exactly pick. right. And so the, the churchianity looks different depending on if I'm in the South or if I'm on the West Coast or the Pacific Northwest or on the East Coast or, you know, if I'm in New England when I'm speaking there in the Midwest and you have all these different regions and, and churchianity takes on a different form in each one, yet we cannot see it. So how, how can one step back far enough to see if that's true in their life, if they've bought into some form of Jesus plus this other preference or mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, the churchianity idea, how, how does one actually 
step out of the culture that they're standing in um, well enough to see if that's true of them. Intentionally. Okay. Explain, unpack that. You, you have to be intentional about it. Uh, you have to question things. Um, you, you have to work through things. Uh, most of us are not thinking. Um, we're just absorbing like a sponge mm-hmm. whatever's coming at us from our, our culture. Uh, frankly, we'd rather sit on the couch and watch the Oscars or Netflix or whatever than think about our lives and make decisions based on what the Bible actually says. And so what happens is we get a little bit of church on the weekend and we just throw that on top of all the cultural stuff mm-hmm. instead of Jesus being the center of our lives. And we're intentional about that. And all of a sudden, we, we have everything else revolve around Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where we want to be. Uh, right now, Jesus, for many of us, is just another planet in our solar system. He's not Lord. He's a yeah. hobby. Yeah. And so we're throwing the hobby, you know, in hopes that we go to heaven, right? But we're not really letting him lead us. And so we have to be intentional about it. We have to make Jesus the center. We have to focus on what is biblical truth, regardless of how I feel about it. And then we submit our cultural thoughts to the leadership of Jesus. Yeah. There's what I've observed, too. There there tends to be a, a reordering of the priorities that Jesus has given us. So, okay, we're on the Loving God, Loving People podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And and Jesus says, I'm going to sum up everything for you. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. There's love God, love people. This is it. He says, let me give you the quick version of, of what, what I'm about. And, and with churchianity, all of a sudden, we start to see people through the filter of our preferences. And our preferences become priority over people. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody doesn't match up or align with our preferences, then, then we look down on those people. Mm-hmm. And, and we spiritualize it. And we, and we justify it biblically and go, this is why they, they need to be out. This is why I do not respect or like or won't, won't even talk to this person. Um, it, it's meant to be people before preferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's how Jesus sums up all of the laws and all the different things, all the different verses that we could take out of context. Mm-hmm. He says, this is where this should be driving us. Love God, love people. And, and so I think that's where this is really dangerous for the mission that Jesus has for the church mm-hmm. is when we allow churchianity to be our guiding light. Well, one of the things we say at Sun Valley, but I'm going I'm to use it in a different way in this moment, is to listen is to love. Mm-hmm. Reality is what you love most is what you listen to most, Right. Uh, who you love most is, is who you ought to be listening to most. So to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength means my first question is, what does God say about it? Uh-huh. And then I submit myself to him, regardless of what my preferences are. Now, I don't always do that, and that's called sin, and I, and I need a savior. But that's that's where I want to be. Um, the question is, what does God really say about this? And, and a ton of us right now, even as I say that, you're making assumptions based on the culture you grew up in. Not on what the Bible actually says. So I'll I'll give some examples. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's just get kind of silly with it. Uh, In the church I grew up in, um, and and this is an old joke, but, you know, it it was about what we were against. Mm -hmm. So you don't smoke, uh, you don't drink, you you don't chew, right? And then the joke is, or go with girls that do. Now, the irony of that is... You could be greedy. Mm -hmm. uh, You could be a jerk. You could be a glutton. You could be, oh, a mass. I mean, the... (laughs) <laughs> the church I grew up in, man, the guy preaching against disco music mm-hmm. is overweight by 150 pounds, mm-hmm. right? And then you have butter sandwiches after church. Oh, and... <laughs> well, fried chicken, J yeah, fried okay. steak gravy. God bless America. I love it. Um, but, you know, the irony is looking back, right? I'm all self-righteous in my um, 
issue that I have, right, that everybody can see, but I'm mm-hmm. self-righteous because I don't disco. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I've, I've said over time is, you know, if you can't be holy, then you got to be weird. And, and what you do is you culturally pick out things that are right and wrong that don't have anything to do with the Bible because you know that you don't love God, love people, which is Jesus's definition of holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, loving God means you obey him. Mm-hmm. Loving God means you repent of your sin. So loving God, loving people is not just some emotional statement. Ooh, mm-hmm. ah, mm-hmm. It's, it's obedience. Uh, it's surrender. It's, it's serving others. Uh, because even loving God, loving people, people make that cultural, mm-hmm. right? Um, we've just got to be really careful with this stuff. And I find myself lately like praying, Holy Spirit, right now, should I be the prophet or should yeah. I be the pastor? Because what everybody's saying right now is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's not right. Um, you know, hopefully the anger I'm feeling is a righteous anger. But I also want to help, not not scare everybody away. And it's it's been difficult. One of one of the problems I think about biblical Christianity is it's really messy. Oh. And, and if we start thinking about okay, if we if we didn't just say okay, we're gonna. Anybody who doesn't fit kind of our model, mm-hmm. you stay outside. I want to be a clone. And we are going to be a church of people just like us. Uh, that's a lot less messy than yeah. being a biblical church. Well, half of the New Testament it's, it's exactly is written what to, it is. to yeah. settle issues between people who were religious and irreligious who had both put their faith in Jesus. Two people on exact opposite sides of spectrums all throughout the New Testament. That's yeah. what Paul's dealing with. That's what the writers are dealing with. Yeah. So in our church, and, and this is one of the things that I take a healthy pride, mm-hmm. um, I think I think a God-honoring pride, if, if I can use that. Uh, the word proud means different things. There's a false pride. That's not good. But you can be proud of brushing your teeth and combing your hair, mm-hmm. right? Um some things that I'm proud of uh, in Sun Valley's culture is we have different kinds of people mm-hmm. who vote differently, mm-hmm. who who think a little differently, but who I, in, I would say who think a lot differently. Well, who but who in yeah. God's grace are trying to follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. If everybody in your church looks like you, thinks like you, votes like you, you're actually not the church. Mm-hmm. You're you're a little culture club over here where you're all stroking each other's ego and your own self righteousness. And there's a ton of churches in America right now that are catering to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it makes Jesus angry. Yeah. Uh, if you cater to the self righteous, that is more cultural. Uh, you are not honoring God. You're actually leading people astray and you're using the Bible as a weapon to do it. If you use the Bible as a weapon to look at other people's lives instead of as a mirror to mm-hmm. examine your own, that's cultural. That's not biblical. Um, it's it's all of those nuances and it's happening everywhere. One of the things... It, I, am I making yeah, sense? Yeah, you are. Absolutely. One of the things we love in America is comfort and biblical Christianity is uncomfortable for everybody. 100%. It's messy. Yeah. And I think that's why we drift towards churchianity, because it's so much more predictable. It's so much more comfortable. I don't have to think differently. I don't have to, you know, ask hard questions and think yeah. critically. And and I think we're trying to just avoid discomfort. And that's what that's what's drawing us into this trap. Well, I've said this a few times uh, in recent sermons. And uh, the first time I said it, I wasn't planning on it. It just happens. Which mm-hmm. That happens a lot mm-hmm. with me. I hope it's the Holy Spirit. But even if your view of God, if God always thinks like you, feels like you, um, would vote like you, um, all of those things. It, Agrees with all your thoughts and all your, yep. Yeah, he's just in agreement with mm-hmm. you. Uh, you don't worship the real God. 
you worship a Stepford version of him. You, you worship an extension of yourself that you've created in your own mind. Mm-hmm. Because God's going to rock your world. The real God is dangerous and messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real God will, will shake you, will take you to places you never thought you would go, would cause you to think through things in a way that you've never thought about them before. Uh, your life, your thinking, your views ought to constantly be changing, and they will be if you're following the real God. Uh, otherwise, you're just stagnant and stale and dead, and you've created God in your own image to keep yourself safe. But God's not safe. Uh, he is dangerous and messy. Yeah. I, I forget who to give credit for this quote, but the the reality is God creates man in his image. And ever since we've been trying to return the favor. That's exactly, that's so, that is, that is so dead on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because I know most of our audience. So if you're like, Chad, well, what are you politically? I'm like really conservative. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not the most important thing in my life. Mm-hmm. The most important thing in my life is following Jesus yeah. and to reach and love people who are like me and who are not like, like me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, when a political party convinces you that they represent God, you're in trouble mm-hmm. because no political party in the history of the planet has represented God. I'm going to go all the way. Okay. There's only one Christian nation, and it's in the future. Mm-hmm. It's called the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. There has never been a time in our nation's life where we've been without sin. We, we've always been in need of repentance. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of we were a Christian nation and, not, we're not, and now we're not anymore, I love everybody. I'm American. I would die for my country. But we're a Christian nation and, not, yeah. we're, and we're not anywhere. That's just not true. <laughs> That's like the age old, are you a Christian band or are you Christians in a band? <laughs> so all of the nation. Well, yeah. That, that, that's exactly yeah. right. Uh, name, name a time in our history when we were without sin. Yeah. There's, there's one Christian nation. Jesus will establish it. Mm-hmm. It will not be a democracy or a constitutional republic. It'll be a monarchy. It'll be a benevolent dictatorship where Jesus is king. And I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. And he's going to wipe out all evil for all time. And it's going to be great. And we're all going to bend our knee and confess that he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Um, but, but this idea that... You know, our political party or our political agenda is the agenda of God. Be 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 very careful with that kind of thinking because it it takes us to a place that that is that is really ungodly and evil. The greatest evil ever done in the history of the world is evil done in the name of God. Mm. Uh, be be very careful with that. By the way, the biblical definition of that is blasphemy. Mm. Um, and nobody's talking about that. Yeah. You do giving, evil in you giving, do evil in the name of God. You're you're blaspheming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's not God's when you say on what the devil's doing. Yeah. It's not when you say GD. That's actually not blaspheming. It's when you do evil and, and you say you did it. You did it for God. Yeah. Yeah. You, you alluded to this. One of, one Can of you the, tell this is driving me crazy? In I, I times. think we hit a I think we hit a nerve with you. Um, <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, one, of, one of the things you alluded to, and, and it's not just political, but it's in any. OK, pick any spectrum where we have disagreements or people, you know, are coming at it from different angles. Yeah. When that becomes your identity, wherever you stand on whatever issue, yeah. when that becomes your identity, that's how I see myself. That's how I define myself. That's the most important part of who I am. That's churchianity. That's not Christianity. If that's elevated above. No, I, I am 
saved by the grace of Jesus and I am now following him as my Lord. If that's not your identity, if it's something else, if it's some other peripheral thing, uh, that's not biblical Christianity. It, it's a no, those, those things now become superfluous, right? They, they, they are no longer the most important thing about who we are. Cancel culture is not biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constantly supposed to be reaching out to people who are different than me. I'm constantly supposed to be entering into a culture to be mm-hmm. in the world, but not of it so that I might change it one life at a time. Yeah. Well, well, you can't have an impact unless you have contact. Mm-hmm. And so I have friends who, who think totally different than me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it drives me crazy. And on the inside, I'm going, how can you be such an idiot? Right. But on the outside, I try to listen and, 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 and love and bring a biblical perspective that is helpful. Um, and if I have enough relational equity, I'll just punch him in the face with it. But, <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. got to have relational equity to do that. There's just all these nuances to our faith that we have to be wise about. Yeah. Um, and, and I and I think in, in recent days, um, meaning the last century plus, 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 mm-hmm. the church has not done well with this. Mm-hmm. We take the Bible and we bend it to our agenda. Um, you, you know, the, the thing that the Pharisees hated about Jesus is he didn't fit their agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't fit their culture. And they crucified him for it. Mm-hmm. Um he hung out with sinners. Uh, and so they tried to cancel him. You're a drunken and a, and a glutton. You're a drunkard and a, and a glutton. Um, and Jesus kind of shook all that up. Mm-hmm. But instead of submitting to God made flesh, uh, they killed him. Yeah. And we've got to be really careful um, with making culture our king and, and, instead of Jesus. Um, I believe in morality. I, I believe in what God says. I, I, I think everything God says is what's best for society. And I, mm-hmm. I vote accordingly. But more than that, I'm a representative of the kingdom of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm fully committed because it's his mission. And in that, it's my mission mm-hmm. of rescuing people out of darkness and, in, and into the light. And I love our country, but it's not the hope of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I have all my preferences, but my preferences are not the hope of the world. Yeah. Uh, I have a ton of opinions that, you know, hopefully are biblically fueled, but at the end of the day, it's still my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and my opinions aren't the hope of the world. Uh, Jesus is. And so we've just got to make sure that we're missionaries all the time. Yep. And, uh, and then in that good citizens and, and all of that. We, we went political kind of heavy on this. But, we did. But, it, right, but right now in the, in the scope of culturalism and churchianity, I mean, that, a, that is the obvious. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel led to say this. So I'm just going to say it. Chad, thank you for your followership of Jesus and your leadership of our, our church. Uh, my guess is everybody listening felt uncomfortable at some point in this I podcast. I certainly hope so. And I think that's a good thing. And, <laughs> yeah. and so thank you for that. Well, people will say, hey, Chad, how come you're not political? Actually, mm-hmm. I'm extremely political, but I just represent a kingdom. Yeah, not a not a not a not a, an American party, but a, but a kingdom that belongs to Jesus. Not of this world. Everything I say, uh, hopefully, uh, when I'm acting right, and when you're acting right, everything mm-hmm. we say, Robert, is is representing His kingdom and and His agenda, and we're waving His banner. Um, and then we do the best we can in a broken world. Yeah, follow 
Jesus. It's about Jesus. Submit your life to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And in that, transform the culture. Thanks, Chad. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.